Welcome back to the Frizz and the Grease podcast with your hosts, Prudo and D. Welcome back. Another great week and another great show for y'all out there. D, how's it going, buddy? Everything is everything over here, man. Great Tuesday. We had a hell of a weekend. Like, I'm, I'm happy, man. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be presented for y'all live. Ooh, how you doing, bro? Fantastic. I mean, it's the it's the best scenario where your your Tuesday feels like a Monday because you had a holiday on Monday. I love the long the long Monday weekends. I uh, cannot complain. How was Labor Day? Did you guys do anything fun? Yeah, cool cookout with the in-laws. Uh, big shouts to the Bartels. They know how to cook, man, and it's it's incredible each time we have any type of holiday like this. They also have a pool, uh, so like the girls love it. You know, we go over there and we just let we kick back. And whenever there's a party, I can go full dad mode, which is sit back and relax and let everybody else watch the kids. Mm. Um, because it's their res- it's, I know it's my responsibility, but everybody's like, oh, they're getting so cute. They're so old. So there's so many eyes on them that I can just sit back and watch whatever's on, you know, the, the TV. <laughs> Ain't nothing better than grandma and grandpa did to watch the kiddos. You, sit exactly. back, you had a Corona, I assume, right? Your favorite beer. So oddly enough, and I don't know if it's because of the kids, but like, I don't. I probably should. Even Al was like mad at me, but like I don't drink as much when I'm out with them. And it's like a 10 minute drive from like our house to their house. So it is really like not involving like the whole drinking and driving, but it's just like the comfort level. It's like I got two human beings that are like re- relying on me to be like perfect at all times. So like I think that's a little bit of like what my hindering is when it comes to drinking on, on holidays now with them. I feel you. We did the uh, the cookout over here. And uh, did a little boiled lobster. I don't know. Are you Ooh. lobster fan? Are you in the, down with the lobster or not? Mm. Yeah. Unpopular opinion. I'm more crab legs than lobster, but I I still like lobster. I'll give you that. Okay. You talking about like the big king crab legs or just like it don't random matter, bro. Really? King, it could mm. be king crabs. It could be snow crab. It really don't matter. Just I know there's a lot more work, but I feel like the meat tastes better with, with crab legs than it does with lobster. I'll agree to disagree on that one, but either way, I'm I'm down with the good, you know, boiled shellfish meal on the on the on the Hell long yeah. weekend. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, I want to start with a question for you, and appreciate you all watching live and uh, listening to podcasts. I had a raging debate in one of my group chats. It was like my fantasy football group chat, not about fantasy football, mm-hmm. but about shower etiquette. And I'm curious where you fall on the side of the debate. Okay. So someone brought up and they were flabbergasted to find out that people like me existed in the world. They said, is this, this is an Asian guy. He's like, is this a white person thing that y'all aren't washing your legs every time you take a shower? <laughs> and I was like, you guys wash your legs every time you take a shower? Because that seems very unnecessary. D, where do you fall on the side in this debate? What side of the debate are you on in this? I am on team wash your legs every time um, every, every shower time there's so there's laziness that's a, that's a, associated with this and laziness is people that are lazy they just let the water just drip yeah, down man, the and soap and water it's, a, it's 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 all going one one way man uh, true but like there are some days that like if you wear shorts and you go outside and like you get dirty like you gotta scrub your legs bro you can't just go and then just hope the water washes it off like you gotta jump in bed with some dirty ass legs like if you wash your feet yeah, you, do you yeah, just no, you go wash your legs and go straight to your feet because you're you already wash down the feet. there. Well, 
All right, now I'm going to get into some deep waters. Sometimes <laughs> it's okay to just to like get the soap on the ground, just rub the feet on the bottom of the tub to get all the dirt hey, off. Man. Everybody's got different showers set up. Not so me. like I'm not hating on you by that. I'm just saying I'm team wash your legs, yes. I'm just saying I'm not out here rolling in the dirt every day. I have a very like white collar job. I I'm sitting at home all day. I'm not I don't necessarily have dirt all over my legs every day. So I maybe that's a- the reason why though. Like the last 10 years prior to working where I'm at now, like I was on a roof or like out there like chugging, you know, construction and like construction stuff. So like I couldn't just be just, you know, washing all up here. Yeah. And then have like, you know, insulation and and asphalt on my legs. Like, oh yeah, let's hope the water gets to it. That's fair. You were actually on a roof? I was in roofing for a very long time. Jesus yeah. Christ, man. I have a I have a fear of heights. I I am I do too. Un- really you were on the roof. Yes. Absolutely petrified uh, of it. Man. My my days of heights you know, they, they fell very shortly once I realized I wasn't Jeff Hardy anymore. Yeah, man. Even like for me, when it comes to cleaning the gutters, I got these, I got one of these contraptions where it's this long ass pole with these kind of tongs in the end. And I do it like a little pull and I'm not, you know, it looks weird in the, the, the video, what I'm doing, but you know, you pull the string and it closes the clamp. That's how I clean. I am not getting up on a ladder, man. I'm a, a bitch when it comes to heights. Ain't my thing. Grow up. Grow up. Uh, but we got a good show for you today. It's going to be mostly football, which is cool. Week one is in the book for college football. We got week one of NFL coming up. Thursday is the kickoff, which is very exciting. Mm. Lots of news in the NFL, lots of games to cover in the NCAA world. Uh, before we jump into the sports, do you got anything else for the people? Uh, nah, man, I, I think I'm good. I, we can go over a whole bunch of stuff now. So y'all stay locked in, tuned in, sit back and relax. Let's get it. We're, we're finally in your element, by the way. The, the college football season is among us. Week one mm. was uh, all right. Like, what was your overall f- enjoyment level for it? You know, it was good to see a ton of, let's say, overall action. Um, some superstars that made a hell of a lot of headlines. You know, it makes you look forward to the full season. Just because you never really know, right? You see the the top talent get drafted in the NFL. You see Jay Stroud, your Bryce Youngs, like a whole bunch of talent leave college. And you sit there and you're just like, what's the next wave, right? Who's going to fill that void? And then when week one happens, you're like, oh, wow, there are some superstars out there. Like, this is awesome. Uh, we barely even got to see like Marvin Harrison Jr. do much. And like, that was the biggest name going into it. We saw Caleb Williams do some video game stuff. So like, it was really good to see the returning stars that we thought were going to be good. And then some, you know, some new shining ones that we can obviously go over in a little bit. Yeah, let's start with the the obvious big headline of the weekend, right? The Colorado versus mm-hmm. TCU game. It's funny. You said to me early in the game, I texted you. I always said, like, Colorado looks legit. And I told you that I bet I had Colorado, uh, I'm sorry, TCU in a parlay. And you're like, I would have told you not to do that because mm-hmm. TCU had a lot of turnover, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, all over the field. You were down on TCU. So I guess the first question about this game is this more of an indictment on TCU or is this more of a praise for Colorado? Oddly enough, and this isn't, isn't even to play politics, but it's both. That's TCU fair. is on the, this is, and I, I hate having to do this side, but there's a reason why I say both. TCU is unfortunately on the downfall. They had an incredible quarterback that left. Um, they had Deuce Deuce. That's with the Cowboys right now. Little 5'4 kid. Oh, he's nice in the Cowboys. They like him a lot. Yeah. He's really good. Like I'm not going to say he's an MJD. I don't think he's quite Maurice Jones-Drew, but he, he's quick. You know, a little Darren Sproles type. 
Um, and then they lost Quinton Johnston. I'm sorry that I can't remember the quarterback's name. I'm terrible with all names, but uh, they lost Quinton Johnston, who who plays for the Chargers right now. And you lose that type of offense. I'm not saying that you can't reload, but like Texas is TCU isn't Bama, right? They're not, you know, Georgia. They they find those diamonds in the rough and they develop them, which is why those three superstars that they had last year were juniors and seniors. It makes sense, right? It's not somebody that like just flashed out of the pan. Um, and with that being said, Coach Prime brought in, as he likes to say, some dogs from from Jackson State. And like Jackson State wasn't just like a sleeper, right? Like he brought athletes. He brought athletes and he brought his he brought his seed. We'll say that his sons like that just came in and absolutely balled out. They obviously have the number one prospect in high school that's dominating Travis Hunter. So like it's just a mixture of both TCU on the on the downfall and Colorado showing up, and it just happened to be this game. Yeah, I was a little surprised because they put out the rankings today, this afternoon, the uh, the updated AP poll, mm-hmm. and I I texted you. I think Colorado looks like a top thirty five to twenty five team. Like they looked very competent, which is like if you were if you were telling me Colorado is the thirtieth best team in the country. That's fantastic considering where they've been. They've been mm-hmm. a doormat for the NCAA for a while. I'm a little surprised that they got as much love as they did there. Currently, they got bumped to 22, which is a huge jump. Uh, I think I think your answer is correct. While it's political, I think TCU is kind of a fraud. And the thing about TCU is, you know, outside of last year, they kind of were a Cinderella last year. They haven't mm-hmm. historically been a great team they've been a, like a decent good team that can get an upset here or there but they're 10 11 wins usually yeah between 9 and 11 uh in in a so-so conference right there in the big 10 or big 12 excuse me but by, by the way a whole nother side tangent i don't want to get into right now but i had mm-hmm. to refresh myself to see who's in what conference go look at the big 12 and who's in it because it'll blow your mind because there are teams i had no idea were in the big 12 i digress there's, there's probably also like two teams but go ahead uh, oh no! Big Twelve has a lot. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're they right. added a bunch <laughs> of teams. Uh, but to the, the original thing, I think TCU is a bit fraudy. Colorado looks legit. I, mm-hmm. Deion Sun, a quarterback, he can sling it, and he has no fear. He was getting hit, taking the hits, making the right passes. Uh, you know, they look to be a legitimate team. I don't know about that defense. I'm going to say this. You know, we're going to do the spoiler. We're going to do a uh, a gambling segment afterwards. We're going to bring back the it used to be the parlay. I think we're just going to do more of, of game lines during the NFL season just because there's so far and few between NFL games. I'm fading Colorado this week, right? I think people are going to be way too much pro Colorado now. I think what they did is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I think they might now be a little overrated based on who they beat. But hats off to Coach Prime. Like, he went into Colorado talking a bunch of talk, right? And he his, his guys backed up this week. Uh, I'm curious, like... Someone who's played both yourself, right? Cornerback and wide receiver in your college and high school career. Obviously, you know, we didn't play D1 Colorado. Uh, but Travis Hunter, I think he played something upwards of 110 snaps, which mm-hmm. is, listen, 110 snaps is crazy in itself, but they were in Fort Worth, Texas. I don't know if y'all have seen what the temperatures are, are like around mm-hmm. the globe right now. It's, it's like a 110 hot, there. Hot as a motherfucker. So... Yeah. I don't know, as someone who's played those type of positions, how do you think this is going to play out for the whole season? Because I don't think he can he can keep this up for 10, 12 games. 
if there was a game that you wouldn't think he'd be able to do it, it was this one. Just because, A, it's the first one. Usually you see a ton of people go down with cramps, hamstrings, just because just it's so hot, right? You dehydrated. And he went out there and played 110 plus snaps. So like, if it were going to be a question, it was this one, this game. What I do see, because it is extremely difficult to continue doing this, is I see him fading more towards the defensive side of things. Okay. Because because uh, Shadir, Shador, the, the quarterback, he's really good. It don't matter if Travis Hunter's out there or not. He's going to get the ball out. But what he was able to do is take away literally half the field when it came to him playing corner. And they had Shiloh Sanders, who's a safety, on the opposite side of him. They were literally opposites. If he was left side, Shiloh was right. If he was right side, Shiloh was left. So, like, they have two dominant athletes, freakish athletes, that were able to shut down the pass. Slow down the pass. I won't say shut down. Slow down the pass just enough. Again, granted, they still only won by three. Gave him 40 points, like you were saying. But if you get those matchups where, if all right, we need, we need you to just shut down this wide receiver, he can do that. And if he can't do it just by, like, physical play, he'll do it by, like, the... Uh, the mentality game of the quarterback knows he's on that side. And that's the game that you play where you save him more for defense than you do for offense. Do you know if he's a better defensive player, cornerback, than wide receiver? Are you familiar with him that uh, that much to make a decision on that? I don't think he's either right now. I think he is just, just as good as wide receiver. Yeah, like right now, he's just ATH. There's yeah. just no def- definition of where you put him. Uh, big big shouts. I, I highly doubt he's listening, but like coach, you know, um, well, can you say, uh, Faneuil, the defensive coordinator at Dartmouth, he decided me playing offense or defense with the coin flip. If it was heads, I was playing defense. If it was, he told me when I was a senior. If it was tails, I was playing offense. It happened to be heads, I played defense. That's legit like what Deion Sanders is doing right now. It's like, I'm going to play you both, but if we need you on one, it's going to be the defense. Yeah. Like That's just that's the more important one to get you to win that, win that game. You can put up 50, but if you give up 52, I'm, you're going to lose. I'm also, curious, I'm also curious like if he played as many snaps because it was such a high profile week one game and they wanted that statement win. I doubt this week in Nebraska playing Nebraska at home that he'll play as many snaps just because it's not as a marquee game. Uh, overall though, man, like shout out to coach prime. Like I, th- I think this is gonna be a weird comparison, right? And I was thinking about this in the shower when I wasn't washing my legs today. <laughs> Call back to the beginning of the show. This is now hear me out in this whole comparison, right? Okay. Because this is going to go way off the rails. In a way, the rise of Coach Prime reminds me a little bit of Trump, Donald Trump. <laughs> and you're going to be like, what is this dude talking about? Are you ready for this? And go ahead. So I remember when Trump first came out in like the GOP debates and this dude was a clown. Everyone was like, what is this dude doing? Why is he out here? And then it was funny. The first one, he's like, this dude's making fun of everyone. This is hilarious. He's never going to win. Like this dude's a clown, just acting like a clown. This is great. And by being such an asshole and just talking like a dick, he got so much attention by the media and he just got free publicity, free attention, nonstop. And it was a clown show in debate two, debate three. And what we didn't realize was even though we were giving him all this attention for being a clown, his profile was getting raised by the media because it's all they want to talk about. In a sense, to me, the Coach Prime thing was like, this dude, I remember like last summer when he got the job or like last, like when he got the job, it's like, what well, is Joan in Colorado? It's a joke. Everyone just debated on ESPN for, for weeks about Coach Prime, this and that. 
And what they didn't realize was they were calling him illegitimate, but by talking about him 24-7, they turned Coach Prime into a legitimate like coaching machine where everyone knows knows his name, everyone's talking about him. And if you're recruiting young athletes to play for your school, what's more important than having a profile and being that guy that everyone talks about and wants to be around and, oh, he's flashy and this and that. I mean, college football coaching is what? It's all about getting recruits. And by putting him on TV 24-7, you've made him legitimate, like top recruiter in the country. So I'm never going to agree with you and like have this. Yeah, that's a great comparison. But, but my, point, not, my point my point is like look, we we elevated both people's profile to the point where like we didn't think they were legitimate at first, but because we just wouldn't stop talking about them, they became a legitimate like person in that that realm. That part I can say is there's probably some truth behind it, but you're also talking about Deion Sanders. Everybody knows who primetime is if you touch the pigskin. I don't care if you're five years old oh, yeah. or 35. Like It's not like he didn't have a name. Granted, yeah, he's got a bigger name as a coach now because of what's been talked about. Right. But everybody still wanted to play. Like He had people leaving D1. Travis Hunter left like Alabama, Tennessee, and Georgia to go to Jackson State. So like he still had that juice because he's coach prime. Yeah, He now gets more coaching, I would say, like recognition. But miss me with the whole recruiting stuff. He he was gonna get those people. He was gonna get those people well, anyway. I guess because, sorry, I guess regardless of as if he's actually a great coach or not, his name now is in everyone's mouth and will be in everyone's mouth the rest of the season. And that gives him a huge leg up recruiting against the Dabo Sweeney's, against the Nick Saban's. Like it puts him on that level of household name with Nick Saban right now, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, I, I can agree with that part. Yes, um, I don't think he lost much I, I i don't think he gained significant but i think he gained just enough when it comes to those people that may need a push may need a well i can go to colorado and and actually like perform and, and get just as much, much just as much recognition than being on an alabama being on a georgia because like those are the benchmarks right that's what everybody wants is a potential national championship um probably biggest note and you know i, I put a pin in this one when it comes to this team well, actually do you have much else to go over so I was going to say the biggest thing that, and I, I know they wait to release this information for the right time. And of course, big win week one, this is when you release it. Uh, but the biggest, I would say, nugget is talking about the NIL for this. They talked about Travis Hunter's turndown of $1.5 million to go to another team. Um, like he was going to get paid $1.5 million to go play somewhere. And he was like, no, nah, I want to go play with Coach Prime. So it's like, that he not to say that he, that wasn't going to happen already and they didn't wait for the perfect time to release this information but like this is before that win that they got on Saturday he was able to flip recruits like Travis Hunter the number one prospect in high school away from money well, because he you can turn down that 1-5 and flip it to 2-5 3-5 and now national recognition as the best athlete in the world for college football the only thing I would disagree on the Travis Hunter thing is that the greatest cornerback in NFL history, arguably, is Deion Sanders. So I think he's going to naturally have a leg up recruiting on any cornerback because basically you're being tutelaged under the greatest the to ever do it, right? I'm just right. curious to see like how his the elevation of his profile helps him recruit quarterbacks, offensive linemen, like other positions that aren't yeah. his specialty. Because like if I want to be a great quarterback no one's better than coach prime. Right. So like, I understand how he could have pulled off the Travis Hunter thing. I'm curious how this plays out down the road, but uh, yeah, very, very fun game. One of the best games of the weekend. 
we talked about a coach that's and by the way i'm not trying to compare like personality wise <laughs> coach like that comparison dies ev- everywhere else but where i i spoke on it like we all know Deion sanders is the man and the other guy's not but um a coach going up in the profile, and then I want to flip to the one going down because this mother mother burned me on my parlay yesterday, and I should have seen it coming. And we, I asked you a question very targeted, tried to tell you very targeted question to you, Diaz. Like, is Clemson done as a legitimate contender? And you were like, yes, they have been. Um, I'll, I'll I'll lead off with this one. Um, they have been. They've been on the decline since Trevor Lawrence left. And now, granted, I think he caught absolute fire by getting Deshaun Watson, right? Deshaun Watson had um, Sammy Watkins on the tail end. I think he might have been there for Nook. I can't remember if he was there for, for DeAndre Hopkins, but I know he was there for Sammy Watkins, who was an absolute stud at Clemson. He had T. Higgins. Like, like think of the people that he had on his team, right? And he had Deshaun Watson, and he, uh, Hunter Renfro, obviously. I know we joke about him in the NFL, He's but good. he was a dog in college, right? He was one of the hardest covers in college. He had um, Isaiah Simmons as a linebacker slash lineman slash safety, one of the freaky, most freakish athletes that college football has ever seen. And then he had Trevor Lawrence. So it's like, I'm not saying that he can't recruit, but when you have those two Heisman Trophy top 10, top 20 best quarterbacks in the last 20 years in college football, it helps. And then when you can't get those recruits and it goes from Trevor Lawrence to DJ Ugilalele, I'm never going to say it. his name right. By the way, he, yeah, he, he's playing out um in Oregon State. Utah's, I saw him. That's where it is, Oregon State. Yeah, he way out west. Being he, like he and he did good. Like he actually played well. But like you drop from those caliber of players to him, you're going to see how good he coaches, right? And like now he's not. And a couple of years ago, we started to see the back end when Trevor Lawrence was like when he left. We saw their their not so great season, and now they have this past season where like they struggled a lot last year. Soon as I saw who they were playing this year, I was like, hmm, Drake May. Yeah, man. Like, I don't I don't see that being a good game for them. Like, Drake May is going down there as like being one of the top five recruit, sorry, top five drafted quarterbacks this year going into the into the NFL. So like, I can see them getting clipped, and they did. So as soon as you brought it up, I was like, Yeah, that runs over, man. Like Florida State has actually rised as one of the best teams in the ACC, whatever's left over of the ACC. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't see Clemson maybe in this 12 team format, but definitely not in the four team. Yeah, the thing that kind of surprised me with Clemson is that they just didn't look special. In the past, Dabo's recruited so well that God, they're like the, their defensive line was pumping out first like Always. first round defensive linemen bat like all over the place. I think there was one year, the it was a Christian Watkins year when he came out, where they had three defensive linemen or like three defenders going the first round. It was like absurd, and the the drop off just happened so quickly in two years. Their defense, they were oh, they were fine. I mean, they weren't good, but there was just no special plays at all. Same thing offensively. It's just so bland. The only guy that actually looked kind of fun was their running backs. Kind of cool. The little white guy. Shipley? That's Jordan Shipley's little brother. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he, he was he was, okay. he was a nice little player, but like there's just no specialness about this Clemson team. And as far as their chances now, in the ACC, they, they can't lose another game. If they lose to Florida State, I don't know what their schedule looks like. I don't know if they lose to Florida State, Miami. Um, you know, if they get clipped one more time, it's over. I mean, if they can run the table and beat one of those, you know, ranked, maybe a Florida State, if they're still ranked undefeated, then maybe they have a shot. But 
they just they just don't seem to have it. And I was surprised to see how quickly they just fell off. Because I remember Dabo, they were talking about him as like, you know, maybe replacing Saban. And it was like Alabama and Clemson. Alabama and Clemson were like the two teams that everyone ever cared about a few years ago. And now it's just crazy to see how quickly the landscape changes in college football. It was back to back to back seasons, Clemson, Alabama. Like that's what we we all watched national championship wise. Right. Uh, we saw when uh, Deshaun beat Bama, and then we saw when Trevor Lawrence lost to Bama. So like it was back, literally back to back to back. Um, so yeah, it's it's crazy to see where they're at now. I'm not gonna say that they've fallen off. I just don't see them as a contender. Uh, their schedule in the ACC, yes, they need to run the table. And I, I forgive me, I, I get Duke and North Carolina mixed up all the time. Drake May plays for UNC. He doesn't play for the Duke. Um, the Duke quarterback was good, though. Yeah, he didn't play bad. Uh, I think he had like a couple, like 200 yards, but he didn't have like a passing touchdown or something like he that. He had a really explosive running play. That was very yeah. exciting. And that that's what that's what helped the team win. And Clemson put up seven points. Um, but at the end of the day, I think Clemson is just going to be a mid mid tier team now in the ACC. Uh, 10, 11 wins. You know, they beat everybody that's they're supposed to, like Syracuse and Wake. Um, but then they'll lose to Florida State. They'll probably lose to North Carolina at the end of the. It's the worst internet in like the world because this man just be freezing just to freeze. Oh, he's back. Listen, Still in the same position. We don't all have your sweet ass spectrum. All right. So not even sweet. Let me tell you how bad this is. I'm going to go off on a tangent on this one. So spectrum apparently is having some issue with Disney in which nobody that has spectrum can watch anything ESPN, Disney or ABC BC. related. Yeah. Like, you know how bullshit I am for this? Like I got to stream like a games on ABC. I couldn't watch LSU on the TV. I had to watch it on the phone. Mm. Like anything involved in first take or ESPN in the morning. I mean, uh, sports center in the morning. Can't watch it. Like it's, it's so inconvenient. It's like, just f figure it out. Right. Don't raise my prices, but figure it out so that I continue paying my low cheap ass prices. Cause they got a monopoly here in the South, but I need to, I need to be able to watch ESPN network channels and Disney. Just, just give it back, please. I'm telling you, man, just, Cut that cord. Get it. Get rid of that old bullshit. I have a cord. But you, you cord. know what I mean. The metaphorical cord, and get yourself a little YouTube TV, or what's the other one? They got the Hulu's got live sports. They got that one. Like those are all. It's really more nice. expensive to do that. That 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 would make no sense for me to pay more to do that. I did it out of spite because I don't want to mm -hmm. give. Expense. I want to be like f you cable companies, f you middle finger. So I did it out I'm of spite. You know what I mean? Suppose you go to spite. We'll do some spite. Uh, but yeah, I think we we kind of beat the dead the horse to dead at nauseum about Clemson. Currently, they dropped six, 16 spots in the AP poll mm. going into week two. They're around twenty five. I mean, that seems more appropriate. It's just it's it's a shocker to see as someone who's followed college football for the past five six years. But it sound it seems about right based on what we've seen this week. Now let's get to the sad part for you. Mm. LSU, Florida State. You are a big LSU fan. We were on the Brian Kelly year two hype train about, you know, this is his year. LSU's about to shine. They just got to get past his first game. And boy, it could not go any worse than it did. You're not going to win any games giving up 31 and scoring seven in the second half of a game. Like, <laughs> yeah, they no just shit. looked. What's that? No shit. <laughs> yeah, but they, they could have been up is what I'm saying. Like, they could have been up 40 to seven and like given that, like had that happen. This looked embarrassing. Um, Jaden Daniels was a, a Heisman candidate. He did not help his campaign by any means. Jordan Travis launched his campaign by going like 23 for 30, something like that with 
350 and four touchdowns. Like he went bananas. Um, not only that, and this is something, this is no excuse, but like it's always happened. LSU always gets burned by scrambling quarterbacks and tall wide receivers. Like, I don't know if you remember the Texas A&M LSU game from like 2018. It was like 70 to 70. They, they like changed the overtime rules because of it. Like A&M had a tall ass receiver. He's like 6'5", and he just jumped over everybody. And then, you know, the back-to-back years, Florida State's got this fucking Keon Coleman dude. I mean, sorry, Johnny Wilson, who's 6'7". It's like, dog, how do you stop something like that? And, like, they just kept going to him. Him and Keon Coleman, like, they both had over 100 yards. It's just just crazy. But Jordan Travis looked incredible. Brian Kelly, you know, it's the same shit that he had. I hate cursing at this, but, like, it's the same stuff that he had going on in Notre Dame, like the big game. If, if it's a game that like you have to win because it has so much magnitude behind it, you got to figure it out and win it. And you just can't. And it's annoying because I had so much promise for this team. They dropped outside of the top 15, rightfully so. Like it's just going to take an unbelievable run. And I don't even think voters would give them that right because of what happened last season. Like it took an, a, a substantial amount of losses in front of them to get back into the hunt. But I, I just don't see it. You know, they played a really good game offensive-wise. The defense was just absolutely torched. We'll just use that as the word. I don't know what their schedule looks like. I don't think it's completely over. Obviously, it doesn't help. I think we talked about it last week. If LSU loses, it's not the end of the world. I mean, when we said that they lose, we didn't think it'd be a blowout. But Yeah, that's the thing. It's the huge difference, yeah. you know, the way that they lost compared to how we were talking about it last week. You know, the one thing that goes in your favor is people don't remember week one as they much as they do week 11. I, you can find their schedule. I don't know. I assume mm, they play yeah. Alabama again this year. If Alabama yep. if Alabama's good and they beat Alabama, that's great for them. I think best case for you as an LSU fan is you got to hope Florida State is the real deal and keeps on winning and Florida State's a playoff team because if your LSU and your loss is to another playoff team, then it's it's not as bad of a blow. I'm just trying to be like an optimist. I know it's not great after what the ass whooping you took, but like trying to be an optimist about this, it is week one. Team's going to have weird losses. You just can't, you can't have it again now. It's murderer's row. That's that's the the run that they have to go on. Um, and this happens to be the year. So it's, it flip-flops every year. They, they go on the road against, you know, really good teams, and then they come home against really good teams. It's, it's every other year. And this is the this is the murderer's row year where they got to deal with Bama on the road. They got to deal with Ole Miss on the road. Those are two teams that they typically struggle with, and they got to deal with Missouri. I know we always joke about it, but there's, there's, those, there's, there's those teams that, like, make teams that, like, LSU should be good against struggle. And the Bama game is – that's going to determine a whole lot, right? Like, th- this season's not over, but it's just – it's disappointing that it started off this way. Definitely had higher hopes, not saying that they should have blown out for Florida state, but you know, a tie game going into halftime and then just get, you know, absolutely run over in the second half. It doesn't make you feel good at all because there's not a whole lot that you can learn from an ass whooping. I'd rather be close. Like it was in last year's game where it came down to a field, a missed extra point, a blocked extra point. I'd rather have that and be like, ah, you know, they could have done this. They could have done that. They got absolutely smoked in the second half, and all you can really say is, "All right, well, let's just get back and you know get onto it for for grambling." I didn't feel great about LSU, and I say this because I had I had a bet for LSU, and 
as the week progressed, I bet, I bet, like, I don't know. So the game was what Thursday? No, the game was Sunday. Sunday just happened. Yeah, I bet it on Wednesday at negative two and a half. And as the week progressed, the line started moving more and more towards Florida State, and it just made me had a feeling that people who has has the money to influence the line had a feeling how that was going to go, and it just felt a little icky. And then, yeah, man, it was close at half. You know, and it was then, a tie game. Yeah, what do you second, mean close? It was a tie game. I mean, that's close, is it not? It's a close game. Yeah. Have. Um. Yeah. I I wish you the best of luck the rest of the season. We'll talk a little gambling in a second. I don't know if you had anything else week one. I did want to touch on one game that I actually watched quite a bit, and it's a very obscure game that you probably have no recollection even happened. Uh, I'm not so much game, but just some quick notes because it's going to lead into something that I'll talk about, you know, later on in the show. Uh, Caleb Williams had an incredible start to the season. You know, I think it was 280 and four touchdowns out of USC. Really good. Uh, I think Michigan was decent. I mean, I always talked about, you know, Harbaugh and, and, you know, he's gone for four weeks, but who's to say how, you know, how they're going to actually bounce back for this. JJ McCarthy is the quarterback. He did really good. 26 for 30 and 280. Um, A and X, we, Texas, we always talk about if they're back or not. Quinn Ewers has Archie Manning to worry about as his backup, so he's actually got to perform. And he went out there and did pretty decent against Rice. Uh, I think that was a really good game for Joe Milton in Tennessee. He's the backup. He's gonna be the replacement that um, for the kid that left the tore's knee last year in Tennessee, and now he plays for the Lions. Uh, so I think there's some really good like guys that made a name for themselves in the team that I would say that struggled the most when it comes to these top ten rankings. Ohio State. I think Ohio State's going to get burned at some point this year because they don't have C.J. Stroud. They don't have exactly a, a, a primetime quarterback that's uh, been known since he was a sophomore junior, a sophomore freshman. So we'll see how they do, uh, but that would be my wrap-up for it. It's just a bunch of players that did pretty decent. Yeah, next week will be interesting to talk about Texas-Alabama. I don't know if that's part of your gambling picks this week, but uh, I'm interested to see how that game pans out because that was one of the Alabama surprise losses last year and uh, the 11 Texas versus three Alabama should be a really fun game. The one game I just wanted to mention really quick that I watched that I, I just want to say this team, keep your eye on mm-hmm. as a team that could, they're not going to make the playoffs just because of what conference they play in, but like they could be that Fiesta bowl. I don't even know if it's a PlayStation Fiesta bowl, whatever they call it now, the fun bowl with the random non-conference team. Mm-hmm. They beat USC last year in the cotton bowl. I watched them open up this year Tulane University, sneaky, super fun football team. Their quarterback's legit. I think he's going to be one of those guys who goes in like late first, early second next year. I don't know if he's projected as an NFL quarterback, but he looks great. Uh, they played Southern Alabama week one. And Southern, Southern Alabama, you're like, oh, what, what's Southern Alabama? It's a crappy school. I think they went 10-2 and two last year. Uh, yeah. And they beat Southern Alabama 37-17. Wasn't even close. Stomped them out. Uh, they play Ole Miss this week, which should be a test to see how good this team actually is. I think they're currently 24th in the AP poll. Ole Miss is 21. Spoiler alert, they are part of my gambling picks this week. I, I like this Tulane team. They're they're really, really talented. You know, I, I got nothing against uh, against them. Typically, when you play and say football, big shouts to those old games. Uh, Tulane ends up being decent because they were just outside of the SEC playing in like the MAC West. So it's like they they end up getting those types of recruits. Uh, they used to play against LSU every year because they're I think they're in Louisiana. They're in New Orleans. Uh, 
Th there we go. Yeah. So they they used to play uh, LSU all the time, and LSU would have some of those games where they would struggle because they they still get those kids from Louisiana, right? They can still get them kids that can ball. Um, so yeah, I can see that being something. Also, I don't know too much about their quarterback, but it is good to see that they played well against South Alabama. Uh, Al South Alabama had a really good season, as you said last yeah, year. Yeah, they're so Sun Belt. Like they I think they won the Sun team. Belt or something too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, I know. I know South Alabama sounds like a joke school, but uh, they're. I'm, I'm gonna look up during the show at some point how where they're uh, projecting this two lane because I feel like I've watched them play. Sometimes you watch a guy play, and you're like, this guy's an NFL quarterback. I get that feeling from him. Uh, but now it's time to win some money. You ready? Yes, sir. It's been a minute, and I love this music. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. Let's get it. Oh, wrong one. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. I don't know. I feel like for the football season, talking gambling and picks and lines and all that fun stuff is like a good way to at least cover all sorts of football and that's kind of what we're using this segment for in the past we've done more of like a parlay version where we picked three basketball games or three whatever we're going to do individual games so individual point spreads college and nfl it gives us an opportunity to like just sit into some of these games and talk about how we see these games playing out mm -hmm. um d do you want me to go first or do you want to go first with this i'll go one Okay. Because this is a, a what you would call a long shot, but a long shot that could, could potentially happen. Uh, I'm going Washington over Tulsa, giving giving Tulsa 34. Jesus one Christ, of man. Ones. Yes. Reason why I say that is uh, Washington's home. They smoked they Boise last week. Absolutely smoked them. Yes. That's why I say this. They, they put, beat the brakes off of Boise. They're at home again. Michael Penix Jr. Is, is trying to win a Heisman. He's also trying to promote himself as being a top five quarterback in next year's draft, which he has the potential of being. So, yeah, I see them going out there, and they're not even going to look at the scoreboard. They're going to legit try to put up 70 points at home so that they can keep that momentum going into their next game, which is on the road at Michigan State. Let's, let's do this. So I'm going to put so – this is not for the podcast. This is for the viewers live. Um, we have the banners we can put up across the bottom of the screen. I'm going to do one of those, like, scrolling banners, and we can put our picks. So you have Washington minus yep. – what is it? 34 and a half. 34. All right, set your first pick. Let me pick. find out if it's a half. Hold on a second. Yeah, and if you no, want to... 34 if you wanna, flat. Okay, if you want to update your picks as we go along, that would be good as well, all right? Gotcha. Um, all right. I, I definitely screwed that up, but... Uh, yeah, you well, just put that instead yeah, of the rolling banner. You, you can figure that out for us. You're you're technical enough. I'll do my best. Uh, I, I, I'm i going to be honest with you. All my picks this week are like really close games. I didn't take any giant spreads, but I do like the Washington pick on your half. Uh I talked earlier in the show, we talked, if you're just joining live, we talked about the Colorado huge win, right? Put Coach Prime on the map. I'm actually going to fade Colorado this week. I think, I think they're in line for a letdown, right? Because there's this huge sigh of relief. First game of the season, everyone's talking about you all offseason. They beat a ranked team. Everyone's feeling great. Um, they're playing Nebraska at Colorado. Nebraska is a three-point underdog. So you're getting three points with Nebraska I know Nebraska historically has been bad. They just got Matt Rule, so they just got a brand new head coach who has NFL experience. Nebraska squeaked by losing. Well, I guess the Minnesota, let me put it this way. Minnesota squeaked by a win against Nebraska. So 
to me, this Nebraska team is better than they've been in the past. Um, I feel like Colorado, again, a little fluky as far as TCU being ranked 18. I think Colorado's in for kind of those letdown games. I'm going to take the three points with Nebraska on the road. Okay. Do you like that one? I don't. I, I got, I'm I'm riding the the Coach Prime train, man. Like I I really do think that they may have something special brewing out there, and not only just because of their athletes. Like hey, there's something about Shador Sanders that I think he is he's going to be something special for the rest of the year. So like, I just can't bet against a quarterback that's playing or looks as good as he did. I can't even just say playing because it's been one game, but looks as good as he did, which was athletically gifted. I mean, I agree with that. I, I I agree with everything you're saying. I'm just I'm, you're just fading them, no matter I'm, what I say. I'm fading, and I'm just riding on the fact that there might be a letdown after a big win. Oh, look at this production here! You can have both of ours. Yes. Or do you have to combine it under one? Oh, uh, it's all under one. one. Yeah, it's all under okay. one. We need that. I fancy. thought you put one. Okay. Um. So second one for me. I'm gonna go another game one just because I'm gonna be locked into this one. Um. I'm going back to the Bama Texas game. Oh, you're betting that one. Is, I'm curious where you go yeah. with that one. What's the spread right yeah, now? Yeah. So seven, seven right now. Uh, Texas is is getting seven. Um. I don't see a back to back clip, but I do think it's gonna be a close game where I take Texas's seven. I like it. I think it's gonna come down to like a twenty four thirty. Sorry, 24-27, 21-24, like one of those three-point field goal type games. Alabama's got a quarterback that he looks good athletically, but we just don't know who the hell he is. You know, Texas actually has a returning player in the game that they had from last year, in which we all saw it should have had a different outcome. Unfortunately, it didn't. You know, we I say that it was intentional grounding, and Bryce Young should have been, you know, safety, but then, you know, whatever. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think Texas doesn't win this game, but I think they can still cover with the spread. I love that. I love that pick. Uh, Alabama is not this. I mean, maybe they're back to being the Alabama we know, but they haven't been that dominant destroy everyone Alabama that we've thought about in the past. Texas, I'm not going to say they're back because that's like the thing. Oh, Texas is back. But I think they're better than they've been. It was a slugfest last year. They they won. It, granted, it was in Austin. I love taking the points. I think with this Texas game, you have the chance for a backdoor cover where mm-hmm. Alabama's up by 12 points and Texas is making a drive. They they can get, they get seven points or something and you cover at the very end because Alabama ran up the score or something and they couldn't pull away. I love that pick. Well, you said, uh, I think you might have misspoke. I think you said that Texas won that game. That Alabama won last oh, year. Oh, I'm sorry. 20 they, to 19. My apologies. Yeah, that's okay. 20 to 19. And they had Bryce Young, Jameson Williams, uh, Jameer. Like they had athletes, right? And Texas played them hard. Um, so I, that's why I say Texas being the team that's returning more players, why I think they at least cover. I don't think they flat out win, even though they're in Tuscaloosa. But I think they at least cover it was a one point game last year, last year in the most undisciplined game Alabama has ever played that I've ever seen. It was like 15 flags. I remember texting you and be like, I've never seen this many penalties on a Nick Saban team in my entire life. Uh, So like that, that's why I think they could at least cover. And I think with the scenario that you just said, they're up 24-14 and Texas scores, but they can't make the stop on defense. 
I like it. I'm, I'm actually, I'm listening to you. I'm also trying to find out if the quarterback for Tulane is an NFL prospect, Michael Pratt. Maybe we can figure that out later. Uh, that brings you to my next pick. Uh, I actually, like I said, we talked about the segment earlier about how much I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in love with Tulane football now. Yep. They are now ranked 24. They're playing number 30, 21 Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, I know SEC is great. I ain't afraid of Ole Miss. All right. I know this Tulane team has a lot of experience. A lot of older kids, they have a guy at the quarterback and Michael Pratt who can sling it. Tulane, Tulane's getting seven and a half. A touchdown covers. If I'm losing by a touchdown, I still win. I might get crazy this weekend and just bet Tulane to win outright a little bit and then also take the uh, the spread with a bigger wager. I love this Tulane team after watching them. Week one. I watched one game of Tulane and I love their, love their football program. I'm taking the seven and a half against Ole Miss. Do you like that one? Yeah, I don't. I don't mind it. Uh, I know we we don't even joke like we talk about like we don't talk about Colorado. We don't talk about Tulane. So like all the shit that we say is just from this season. But Tulane is essentially SEC West, you know, point five, right? Like they still get those Florida, Louisiana, Texas kids that don't go to Texas, Bama, LSU. Like they get those kids because of just where they're centrally located. Uh, being in New Orleans. So, like, I can see that. Well, yeah, I'm not saying that they're going to be, like you said, a national championship contender, no. but I can see them finishing the season and, and beating out a, a, a lower-ranked SEC team they, for sure. They beat USC last year in the Cotton Bowl, and now you're telling me they can't cover a touchdown against a middling SEC team? Mm-hmm. They play in the AAC. I know it's not the SEC, but they're the best damn team in that conference, and that yeah. means something. I'm with you. I'm agreeing with you. Stop getting snappy, bro. I said I agree. Oh no, with that's you. for the audience that ain't betting too lame. <laughs> Jump on that now before I push cool. the line. Last one that I got for you as I'm receiving text messages at nine o'clock at night. Stop texting me, everybody. You see that I'm doing a show. You got any NFL? Uh, last ones? one. What's up? Any NFL ones for us, or just all college? Uh, NFL is not really fun, right? Okay. Now. It's week one. Um, but I got one last college one because like this is a game that I'm gonna watch because it's gonna lead into how the season plays out in the Pac-10. Uh, I'm going Utah. Covering like that one. Well, yeah, while well, Utah is, is giving seven and a half, I think they're going to blow the doors off of Baylor next week. But this week, um, even though it's on the road, Utah proved last Ugh. year that they could go in and beat USC twice. Like they, they're a tough team, right? And they, they've been one of those tough, annoying teams for the past couple of seasons um, where they get 10, 11, 12 wins and they beat teams that they probably shouldn't beat. I think, you know, Baylor is is irrelevant when it comes to the Big Ten. I don't even know if they're even in the Big Ten or Big 12 anymore, whatever the hell conference they're in. I don't see RG Griffin going out there, RG3 going out there and slinging it for 600 yards. So, yeah, give me uh, give me Utah with the with the point, giving up seven and a half. I almost added that to my list, and I, I'm sad I didn't because Baylor just lost to Texas State. They're not, yep. they're not the same Baylor uh, as they were a couple seasons ago when they were really good. I think their quarterback got injured as well in that game against Texas State. I don't know what his status is going to be going into week two. Utah looked really good against Florida, and they have a couple extra days to prepare, right? Because Florida, Utah was on Thursday. I love that pick. That's a great one. It was seven and a half. Yep, seven and a half. Uh, so, yeah, I, I take I take that they, they cover that. I think they beat them by two or three touchdowns. All right. I'm going to update the scroll while we're doing the next one. My last one, I had two, but I'll just I'll cut it down to one, and I'll just mention the last one really quick. I wanted to go NFL uh, from from one of them at least, right? And maybe this is a homer pick because I love the Tampa Buccaneers, 
But I'm going to take this Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week one, plus six points, plus six. NFL, I mean, six points is a lot in the NFL spread game against the Vikings, who we all think are kind of fraudy. They won a ton of games last year by a single possession. And you're telling me that I'm getting the Bucks by a single possession, right? <laughs> I understand that there's no Tom Brady and everyone's looking at Baker Bayfield holding their nose. That the Do you at least agree, agree with me a little bit on this? The Tampa Bay roster is a playoff caliber roster. Their quarterback is a draft first in the draft caliber roster. I think they will hang tough against the Vikings. I'm taking the six point. I would have preferred six and a half, but I'm taking the six points and I'm going to be happy with it. Maybe buy a couple points and get to seven and a half, six and a half. Man, that's your bread. You do what you want with it. Um, I'm not touching that game. I'm not touching anything regarding any players on the Bucks. No, thank you. We know that Kirk Cousins is going to be your average Joe every single season. He could go off with 350, four touchdowns in one pick, or he could go off for 120 yards with three picks. <laughs> he could do either one of them. Same thing with Baker Mayfield. They're literally a spitting image of each other. Um, so, like, I'm not touching that game. If you're going bucks with the points, that's on you. Um, tough that they're on the road for that one. I, I really don't know how, you know, Baker will play, you know, here in the skull chant. Skull. 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 I don't know how he's going to do with that. Um, but, yeah, that's if that's your bet, man, go ahead. I got nothing for you on it. Uh, and the last one, I didn't, we're not going to talk about this, but the last one I was thinking about doing is Eagles minus four at New England. I think that's a pretty... New England's kind of iffy, though, because they're kind of weird. They can play, like, a championship defense on one week, and then, I don't know. Luckily, they're at home for that one, and this isn't even Patriots hate. This is just real talk. I just don't understand how you would think that it it's going... I know NFL, like we talked, that like you just said, Spreads are usually really close because teams typically don't get blown out in the NFL. And even if someone goes up 31 to 7, a la, you know, Ravens versus Dolphins a couple of years ago, the Dolphins still made it a game to cover the spread. Like that's usually what happens in the NFL. One team takes their foot off of the gas and the other team comes back to at least do a backdoor cover. It happens all the time. Um, but yeah, I, four points. I see it being a multi-score game. So like I, I really don't know how that could actually happen. Yeah, I like I like the Eagles in that one. All right, anything else random NFL non-betting before we jump off of this one and get to the um, first five? NFL? I know I wrote down a couple of matchups I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah, Cowboys, down, Giant. Let me oh, fade down the money music and we can, oh, yeah, we go, can go, get into the NFL. By the way, our, our final picks for the week. Well, I'm curious. We'll track this throughout the season. Maybe we'll do three picks each every week and see how we end up. So you got Washington minus 34 against some godforsaken team. Texas plus seven against Alabama, Utah minus seven and a half versus Baylor. I got Nebraska plus three versus Colorado Tulane plus seven and a half versus Ole Miss. And then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus six points at the Minnesota Vikings. All right. Uh, what did you want to touch on real quick NFL? Yeah, just, I guess, uh, matchups, you know, this isn't really a player's thing that I'm looking forward to, but I am looking forward to these matchups just because, A, you get one right off the rip with the NFC so, NFC East, uh, Cowboys and Giants, you know, all this talk, I think that game got escalated with the Trey Lance uh, trade. Not to say that Dak isn't QB1, he is, but trading for a quarterback kind of opens the door when you had... Uh, who filled in last year for for Dak when he broke Cooper his Rush. Cooper Rush. Like, if you 
if you have all this confidence in your quarterback, why are you bringing in quarterbacks? You know what I'm saying? So I I feel a little weird that, you know, you bring in Trey Lance. Uh, So we'll see how Dak performs. Danny Dimes got his contract. Can I just real quick on that one before we move off? Yeah. How sure are you that Trey Lance will even be the second string quarterback? How sure am I? Why are they trading for him? Because they probably view him as a developmental, and if like if you're giving a fourth round pick for a guy who was drafted for third overall, like if it works out and he becomes a starter, great. It's one of those guys where it's like if you're playing 2K, his overall 70 and his potential is A plus, and you're like, oh well, I mean, I'll give it a shot and see how it works out in a season or two. I don't think he's going to be playing at all this year, which kind of sucks because he needs playing time. I don't see him being the backup. I could see him being not even dressing for certain games. I mean, we'll see on that end. I honestly think that you're going to see a short leash from Dak because like there's what what something's got to give. They've gotten rid of the coaches, gotten rid of all coaches except for McCarthy. That's a great idea. They got rid of, yeah, they got rid of quarterbacks, right? Like to try to give him space and then he still didn't perform. So now they're bringing in quarterbacks. Um, so again, it's just an interesting matchup that I, I'm looking forward to. It's a Sunday night game. Usually don't get conference games like this, this early into the season. Um, again, Diddy Dimes got his contract. Barkley's playing for another one. So I think there's just a lot of headlines for, for how that game should go about. Um, looking forward to the Bills Jets, this whole situation with Aaron Rodgers, obviously. And I know that I was low on Josh Allen last year. I ended up fucking drafting him in one of my leagues, but you know, he's still a fantasy football, you know, good player. Um, but Rodgers and 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 um and Allen, we're gonna see the 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 tipping of the scale with who's gonna be leading the AFC East. I haven't been following the Bills, honestly. What's going on with the Dig situation right now over there? He asked for a trade. Is he, he is he playing it. yet? Is he going to be playing this week? I haven't heard that he's not that he's not playing. Has he been practicing? He, yeah. Okay. I think so. That's so he's there. He's just uh, he just wants to. He doesn't see the direction of where the team's going, a direction that he wants to be a part of. And oh, wait, wait, could, what? Well, hey, man, look they they lost. Um, I can't remember his name. Sorry, the offensive coordinator, and he regressed. Josh Allen, Dayball, Josh Allen who went to yeah, the, Josh, yeah, John Day, uh, De, Josh, Day, Josh Dayball, yeah, Brian Dayball, Brian Dayball, Dayball left, and he regressed back to. I know we used that word earlier, but he regressed back to the norm, which was a turnover machine. And he's still Diggs good like, enough to be man. a champion. Like he's still good enough to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Right, not, but not when the Dave Wall was there, he was getting the ball to his best receiver, Stephon Diggs. And when he's not there, Josh Allen ain't feeding him. Good know. luck to y'all drafting him in the first round, because no, he's not. But yeah, I think that's what I think that's affecting them. We know these wide receivers in the NFL are divas, bro. Like you got to think about that. At the end of the day, they want their they want the ball. So I was going to say they want their balls. Um, no pause, but they want the ball thrown to them. And if they, if that's not happening, they're going to get pissed. And that's where he's at right now. He's like, look, man, I'm the best receiver here. Stop throwing the ball to Gabe Davis. Stop throwing the ball to some random Dalton, whatever Kincaid, whatever his last name is. Give me the ball. And it didn't happen last year. So like he's pissed. I don't know. I don't think he's going to get a better situation. Like there's not many situations in the NFL better than what he has now. That's, that's just me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm just telling you that's yeah. where he's at. Oh, yeah. Um, I wish you last, got. Oh, God. Sorry, no, what else you got for us from week Yeah, one? last fun matchup just because of where it's at quarterback-wise, 49ers-Steelers. Mm-hmm. We always know about defense when it comes to the Steelers. 
I think you see a decent second year for the kid out of Pitt. He's been um, good. Pick it. Oh, it's yeah. Pickens. I, I, I'm sorry. Can you pick it? Yeah. No, you're good. I think you see a decent second year out of him. And then we talked about, you know, Mr. Irrelevant. Like, does he actually become relevant this season? Was it the team around him or was it him as a quarterback in Brock Purdy? So I think we see a lot out of that game where the direction of each team is going to go. If you get a, if you get a, um, uh, what's it called? A barn burner where both teams are putting up a ton of points. You got a lot of faith in your quarterbacks. If you see a stinker from one of them, well, then there's your answer for how the rest of the season is going to go based off of the defense. I mean, I think it's McDaniel's pulling the strings in that one. I think you could be the quarterback and uh, and uh, have a fifty QB. What's that? You talking about me being the quarterback in San Francisco? Yeah. What did I say? You said McDaniel's. I'm sorry. Um, my apologies. Uh, what's his face? Shanahan? Shanahan. McDaniels. You're with me with the bad name. So, like, yeah. that's why you can. When you were pointing out, I was like, my mic not working? Yeah. I, I, for some reason, I was thinking about McDaniels who left San Francisco. No. Uh, Shanahan. I think you could be a quarterback and get a 50 QBR in San Francisco if you uh, if you have Shanahan as the coach. I think they'll be fine. I actually wanted to take them on a promo to win the Super Bowl. but 49ers? Yeah. The one thing that scares me about the 49ers is that. Depth has been, I mean, obviously last year, depth was an issue at quarterback. They probably could have won the Super Bowl if it wasn't for all the injuries. And I know Trey Lance wasn't going to start or be the second string, but having him gone, it's just two quarterbacks now there. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know. You know, you have Purdy coming off injury kind of worries me a little bit, but I digress. Should be a fun week one. Looking forward to Do you want to jump into the first five really quick so we can get that done? Uh, or do you want here. to punt that this week? No pun yeah, intended. Yeah, more so on the punt, just because we were talking a whole lot about college, and we just pivoted to the NFL. So, like, let's close really it. Tough to go back. Yeah, you want to do close and takes? Oh hell yeah! Yeah, let's get up out of here. The show is coming to an end, but first, it's time to get to anything we've missed. It's closing time. One segment, two takes. No, I wanted to do closing takes. I want to have like an extended uh, period here because there's a couple things sure. I want to jump on. Uh, I had a trivia question for you. Oh, boy. I had a FIBA cup date and okay. uh, some and a crazy, I think, Nebraska volleyball story. I'm, I'm all interested over the in all of them. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's go trivia question. All right. This is an interesting trivia. I saw this on Reddit this week and I thought it was awesome. Uh, I just have to find that I saved it as a as a note because like I'm like full disclosure. It's hard to remember things for the from the week because we do this on every Tuesday live. By the way, if you're that's why podcast, you have to text it. Like that, the only reason I remember half the shit that we go over is because I text it to myself. So well, I didn't want I you to know this, so I put it in like a little note on my phone. So I saved the picture, right. which I I was just doing that to filibuster to find the picture. That's that's how the the pros work. Sometimes you just talk to talk to save to fill time. All right, so. In the NBA history, there are 13 players with a points per game of 25 points or higher. Of those 13, four are active in the NBA. I'm curious who those active ones are. And just for your boy, Hip Hop, Hip Hop who mentioned uh, he got banned from making the Car Malone comments. Car Malone is actually the last one on the list, number 13. <laughs> it's fitting enough. Car Malone is 13th all-time in points per game. And uh, you know how he loves the number 13. 
mm, why do we got to do that? Like, <laughs> um, there is like disclaimers, like you have to have played a certain amount of games. So it's not just like random dudes who happen to score 25 points in one game and never play again. Mm-hmm. Um, so four players active with 25 points per game or more. Don't look on the computer. I see the computer screen moving. I can no, see your... Me. All right. Do you have any guesses? Well, LeBron James is one of them. That's an easy one. LeBron James is one of them. I would, if I was professional, I'd have my dinger ready. There we go. Uh, 25 a game is not easy because then you got to think of what people are rookies if they actually get to that area. Um, Is Devin Booker there? That is incorrect. Let me get my little... Score of scores. Uh, Damian Lillard. Wow, that was the tough one. Damian Lillard is 11th all-time in points per game at 25.2. I, I should have told you LeBron James is 6th all-time in points per game at 27.2. Yeah, so I'm thinking of scorer scores, like scores. So scores. one's obvious. Who's like the alpha scorer in the NBA today? James Harden. As a hint. Ooh, alpha scorer? Like scorer who cannot be, like who can get his shot and not be stopped. Steph Curry? Steph Curry. Kevin Durant, is, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. My God. Kevin Durant is number three. There's one more. Steph Curry actually on this list, number 18. He's not there. Number 18. Yeah. And James Harden actually, you're close, was 17 all time. So they're in the top 25. I mean, they, they they're, average they're 25 both, a game? No, they're they're in the they're top 20. Yeah, they're just under that. 25 a yeah. game. They're like, both I, at 24. The, both point of something. Them, Harden, when he was in OKC, was not. And Curry, his first three seasons, was not either. Yeah. Um, so that's why those, but yeah, KD was a score. So you got one more. I, this one also is difficult. Do you want a hint? Yeah, I'll at least take one. It's a comparatively younger player. Younger, younger. Comparatively, younger. not saying he's yeah. young, but he's comparatively to LeBron James Kevin. So he's not of that class. He's like a generation earlier. I don't think it's Paul George. Nope. Um, Damn, this is going to be tough. I don't I don't got a guess on this one because I really don't know. It's not Tatum, like I know that because it's he's he's had I think a younger younger career. Score scores, so not another Embiid. hint. Another hint. Another hint. Yep. This player I want to say the past couple seasons has the scoring title. At least once, maybe twice. Good God. You may have mentioned his name when you're rambling off names, by the way. Is it Embiid? Really? Joel Embiid currently, as it stands, all time on a points per game basis, fourth above LeBron James. I'm sorry, he's fifth above LeBron James um, at 27.2 points per game. Damn. Do you want to know the full list, by the way? of players all time who've scored 25 points per game or more. Yeah, sure. At least give me the top 10. Top, top Yeah, top 10. Number one, Michael Jordan, 30.12. Yep. I was going to say that's 30 plus. Right below him, Wilt Chamberlain at 30.07. So they're like, they're fractions off. And then there's a I, huge drop. Wilt averaged 50 for like a whole season. How the fuck is he at 30.2? I'm guessing in some of those ga- seasons at the end of his career when he was kind of a shell of himself. Okay. Like, I see this shit pop up on, like, Instagram all the time. Wilt had a 70, 70, and 10 average for a season. Like, what? Like, go ahead. 
number three, Elgin Baylor. This is like it goes from thirty points per game to twenty seven. So There's like a huge drop between Mike and Will. Uh, Baylor, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, LeBron James, Jerry West, mm-hmm. Allen Iverson, see that Bob Pettit, and Ew. Big O Oscar Robbins Robertson. Think of that though. Oscar Robinson averaged a twenty five point six triple double. Yeah. On a nightly basis. That's incredible. Like what we see with you know, what we saw with Westbrook was great. And just imagine if you added more points to that, more efficient points to that in a day and age where they did he wasn't shooting threes, right? Like that's just crazy to me. Uh, I think this is a natural transition just really quick in the World Cup date. Sure. You were confused about what USA getting eliminated. Very. They are not eliminated. They lost to Lithuania. I know. Shocker. Uh, US's big Achilles heel is their size interior. They have JJJ, Jaron Jackson Jr., but he, as we all know from NBA, he gets fouled. He fouls out a lot. And mm-hmm. he got in foul trouble within the first three minutes against Lithuania. So did Austin Reeves, apparently. He had like four or yeah. five fouls. What the fuck? It was a tough game for US versus Lithuania. Ant Man kept them in there. I think he had like 35. Uh, so we lost to Lithuania. We advanced to the second round, the the knockout stage because it's like two group stages. We beat Italy today. This morning, it was a Tuesday morning. Hundred and fifty. A secret blessing about losing to Lithuania by us losing and moving over, uh, losing that group. Bracket. We moved to the bracket opposite of Canada, which is probably the best team. We're, we're opposite of Canada, and we're opposite Slovenia, which is Luka. So, yeah, okay. of the remaining teams in the bracket, we're in the semifinals now, or semi-quarters. Yeah, semifinals now, so there's four teams left on each side, eight teams left. Toughest team left for the United States is Germany, which they have not lost. They've looked very good. Dennis Schroeder, the Wagner brothers, Daniel Tice, but it's looking pretty good for USA, potential Canada matchup in the finals, which would be super fun. That would be a lot of, a lot of, a lot of NBA talent on Canada right now. As much as we joke around with Dylan Brooks, but I saw like a highlight that Flush was showing. Shots. He's doing good. You know, that, let, him, let him get his, his you know, his shine. Uh, Wiley Ken for his national team. Like, I'm not going to hate on a, t- a guy that's, you know, balling for his, for his country. I'm never going to be mad at that. Um, but I saw like a little, uh, a little note that was like Canada was down like 20 points. Yep, came back. And. Dylan Brooks and Shy Gilgis Alexander were the reason why they came back. And I was like, what? But hey, man, big shouts to them. Like, we, I know we joke about it NBA wise. By no means do I ever think, and I don't even feel like I have to throw this disclaimer. I don't think anybody in the NBA sucks, right? So, like, when I joke and have my 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 shit on list when it comes to Dylan Brooks, it's strictly in relation to how he is in amongst NBA players. He's obviously really good. And when you put him in an international level where he's surrounded by people that are just as good as him, he can shine when he's playing against people that aren't as good as him. He's going to shine, and that's what he's doing right now. He's a hell of a pest. He's, I don't, I don't think he's an actual lockdown, but you know he's a hell of a pest in the international game, and it's showing. And I know I've been hogging the mic, and I apologize. I have one last thing I no, thought was you. really cool that I thought was worth mentioning. Uh, this past week, Nebraska Volleyball, University of Nebraska, who I'm taking to beat Colorado this week in football, Nebraska Women's Volleyball, set the attendance record, the world attendance record for a women's sporting event at 92,000 people watching a volleyball game. I have the video. I can't share it because my internet sucks, but I'll put it on my phone. Just look. I'm going to try to get it for the people watching live. Just look at the amount of people at this game. 
92,000. Like, they for volleyball. filled not only the entire Nebraska football stadium, but they had standing room on the actual field, field. to watch it. 92,000 people came to watch a women's volleyball team play, which is crazy. I guess it was part of like this feud they had with another big 12 school where they had the record and then the record got broken. They said, fuck it. We're going to fill a stadium. And you know what? I know I'm going to joke on Nebraska. There's nothing to do in Nebraska, but man, good on the fans for showing sport. That's crazy and, and fun and cool. I absolutely love it. I mean, fanboy game, like I would say fanboy, you know, cadence or kudos to this one. I'm an avid volleyball like lover. Played it in high school, played it in college, like didn't play for the Dartmouth volleyball team, but still played it in Merrily, but did play for, for Taunton High. I love it. I love the game. You know, big shouts to everybody that played front and back row and all those liberos that can set better than I can. I love that type of stuff, right? I played AVP. I played co-ed. Like it was, if, if it weren't football, like, volleyball was second level above basketball like unfortunately i'm five eight five nine i couldn't really play basketball right like it, it, that wasn't my game but i could jump out the fucking gym which is why i was nasty at volleyball absolutely loved it it's so like I, I when i saw that i was i was i gave it a little like share if i could give a round of applause like if there's a sport that i'm hoping the girls get into if it's not basketball because i can at least teach that it's a hundred percent women's volleyball like i absolutely love the sport of volleyball it's so much fun and I apologize. Organized, organized, uh, not beach. I love that. Not that yeah. No, not beach volleyball, not gym volleyball, little, not backyard. Little. No, when motherfuckers don't realize what net is and they just go up and they don't realize you can't hit the ball four times. <laughs> you can't catch the ball and throw it over like that shit pisses me off. That's how much I love volleyball is that when people don't play it right, I get pissed. It's like you can't just like fake play football like. You go out there, you play, you roll a football. Hey guys, let's play. You know, it's either flag or tackle, right? It's not two hand touch, so you can't really fuck those rules up. But like volleyball, people just be doing some wild and crazy shit. Like, and I hate it. You be jumping on my side of the net, like, yo, man, you take out my ankle, I'm gonna knee you in the face. <laughs> like, yeah, I get very competitive with volleyball. I, I love it. There man. is nowhere we where we disagree more than the idea of how great backyard volleyball is. Give me a few a few brewskis, get a little little buzz on. Let's go smack some. Smack some balls around. That's right. You're I said it. tripping, bro. Like, I'm not playing drunken volleyball. No. Maybe if you get, like, the big balloon blow up, sure, because, like, that's not real. Like, then you could just, eh, right? But I'm not I'm not playing that. And, yes, to answer, hey, Buff, I appreciate you being here. Not would I be the first. I am the first one picked. It doesn't matter what sport uh, it is. Okay. I don't care if we're playing wiffle ball, baseball, basketball, tennis, football, volleyball whatever the hell it is if frizz is out there on the line usually i'm cap <laughs> but if i let somebody else be cap frizz again pick first it's not would i it's i am as, it's just as simple as that as is tradition on the frizz and the grizz podcast we end the show by d just inflating his own ego talking about himself and his fantasy team so d what do you got take us away look i'm gonna close it with something that doesn't involve me but it's right around the corner and y'all know how much I love this. Like it's my getaway. It's how I decompress. It's how I escape from the world as video games. So big shouts out to those that are playing NBA 2K. It does release this week. It releases on Friday. If you guys are aware of it and a big shout to the league that's kept me playing, you know, the reason why I have a PlayStation five 
the GBA Basketball Pro-Am League. Like, I know that we we joke around and, and Buff is a part of it. So I appreciate you being in here. Like, I love the fact that I'm able to be a part of something like that in the community. For those that aren't aware of it, please search us up on the internet. You can find us at GBA League GBA2K.com or you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Twitch. You know, I stream all of our games, all of our, our, our league games, all of our tournaments. We just ran a tournament a couple of weeks ago. It was fun as fuck. Like, it's, it's like what keeps me going outside of work, like, as, like, my hobby. Unfortunately, I can't get to the gym as much as I used to. I can't play football anymore. You know, those days are long gone. I'm not going to play volleyball, unfortunately. Uh, so, like, I'm, I'm locked in when it comes to this. And, again, you get you guys a copy. comes out on Xbox and, and on PlayStation. comes out on Friday. 2K is finally back. So, big shouts to everybody that does play it. Hey, man, I got to get you on my program. I got to start sending you text at, like, 5 in the morning to get up go to the gym. So I'm up at five in the morning, oh, but it sure it. as hell ain't getting ready to go to the gym. It's to get those little hellions <laughs> to get ready to go to school. Damn, or that early, huh? so, Well, it's it's more like around six thirty. Okay, Ooh, 630. okay. six six thirty. Yeah. Give it take a couple minutes. Uh, good show today. Lots of football. Lots of fun. D. I like how you promo the uh, 2K League with all the links. Now you have to do this again for the uh, for our show. But let's. Get I'm all for it, man. Let's, let's get, get it. Up my, my out hype, of here. My hype man. <laughs> Yes, sir. So, hey, man, I appreciate you guys all being here, listening to us live here on a Tuesday, especially after a holiday weekend. More importantly, we will be live tomorrow. Excuse me, up on the upload uh, tomorrow morning. That will be for all of our podcast listeners going into work tomorrow. So hit us up on our socials. Make sure y'all hit us up on Twitch. You can hit us up on Twitter, Frizz and the Grizz. You can hit us up on our website, frizzandthegrizz.com. Sooner or later, we're going to have some merchandise for you. I keep plugging that, but the director doesn't want to purchase that stuff, apparently. You can also find us on YouTube and Facebook, so make sure that y'all follow us. Hit like, hit subscribe, try to grow this channel. More importantly, when we head up out of here, please, because we love y'all so much, take care of y'all mentals. Please make sure y'all take care of y'all physicals. Take care of y'all chicken. Take care of y'all children, and we'll catch y'all on the flip. Peace.